who went from a marketing contractor to a full-time employee. Welcome to the show, Patrick McFarland. He's the Director of Marketing for ITS Logistics. Uh, I can hear you. Can you hear me? Ah, yes, we can hear you now. So it's, uh, it's, this is, I, I feel like over the last year, it, it's sort of like a, a drinking game where you say, can you hear me now? Or can you see me now? Can you share your screen? Oh, you're muted. It's just one of those things. So, so welcome in Patrick. Uh, now, now, as we alluded to in the intro, what are some of you used to be a contract worker, you used to be a contractor for ITS logistics, and then you were brought in as a full time employee. What were some of those big challenges that you faced or, or some of the biggest, dis- I, I, I guess, expectation shift? that changed from being a contractor to being an in-house employee? Oh man, that's a different world for sure. Uh, you know, I, I, much like you, I came from outside the industry. Um, so I, I had picked them up as a freelance customer and they just continued to grow. Right. And they, they finally got to the point where they like, Hey, we, we have to take our branding seriously. We have to take our marketing seriously. Um, so they just knew it was important. And at that point it really made sense to bring that in house. Um, so I, I, I think it was good timing for me too, because this is a company that was absolutely on the rise. So, uh, when I got in, when I did, it was a, it was perfect timing for me, but yeah, I mean, I, I had to start learning about the industry. Um, you had to really get involved, um, and, and, and want to be there for the company just full time. So you could, you could help, help them reach their potential. And, and I think that being in house, I, you know, I, I just gave a whole spiel on, on working remotely and working freelance and all of those things, but there really is a, a, a deeper magic that you have whenever you're working inside the office, because you can get answers quickly. You can collaborate with other employees much quicker than, than if you're on a remote working basis. Is that what you found, especially as things have evolved during COVID and now, you know, sort of this post weird COVID world that we find ourselves in? Oh, absolutely. And that's, that's a challenge. I mean, our company is facing for sure, but every company across America right now, right? Like how do you transition back from working outside to, to bringing everybody back in? And I think every company is going to kind of have to do what they want to do there. Right. I mean, we, I think if nothing else, we learned, we have the flexibility for, for some of our staff to, to work remotely and effectively and efficiently and still be you know, part of our company culture and, and, and still make an impact. But man, we I think at the end of the day, we we can't wait for everyone. Well, I guess we have been for a while back in the back in the building all together, just the energy, the the being able to communicate at a higher level in person is is just better, right? I mean, mm-hmm. I, I don't I like to be able to work remotely and I know that I can now in the future because I never thought I'd be one of those people that could. And I pulled it off for, for almost a year and it was great. But man, I'm I'm happy to be back in the building and, and with my coworkers every day for sure. Yeah, there's definitely a different kind of energy that you can get uh, on an in-person basis. And and uh, as far as your other positions are concerned, you're actually a, you're also a board member for the Transportation Marketing and Sales Association. First, can you tell us a little bit about the the, the TMSA because I, I'm I'm somewhat familiar, but I, I'd love to hear your your breakdown of them. Yeah, absolutely. So I'm going to take a, a quick take a quick step back. So. First year at the company, and I came from outside the industry. Um, so the first year, I just kind of buckled down and I did all the stuff I knew how to do, regardless of mm-hmm. what industry you're in. Right? I completely redid the website. I branded the company, um, worked on our internal and external communications, uh, you know, press release, built up our social media channels, get us small, more involved in the community. All those things you can do, regardless of what kind of company you're at. Right? You know, I'll never forget. I went into my boss's office uh, that first year annual review. And he's like, "Hey, man, good job. First year, knocked out of the park." Now, what do you mean? It was just a great question. I was like, oh, <laughs> crap, what am I going to do? And uh, I, I, I said, I got to go learn. I have to learn more about the industry. There's so much I don't know. 
And uh, I literally did a Google search for like transportation and marketing and sales and and man, there wasn't an actual organization. So I immediately reached out to them, became a member and flew off to their first conference. And uh, I got to tell you, I was like a kid in a candy store. I mean, I, I probably came home with 60 plus business cards. It was so amazing to just be in a, in a room full of people that were doing the exact same thing I was doing. And, uh, and had been doing it for a lot longer. Like I was the new kid on the block and I had all the questions and, and it, it, as cool as it was, it was also almost eye opening for me just to see, I mean, in, in a lot of regards, you know, we were in competition, our companies sometimes were in competition with each other. Right. But in this room, um, in this, in this, this experience, everyone was just so helpful, like talking about best practices and what they learned, um, how, how they maybe did something right, or maybe how they did something wrong. And, and it was, uh, it was just a wealth of information for me to take in and, um, it was incredibly valuable. So, so yeah, since that point, I've been going, I've been a full-time member ever since five plus years now. Uh, I go to all of their conferences. I, I do a bunch of their webinars online. It's, uh, been really helpful for me to help me, um, do my job better. Absolutely. So yeah, transportation markets, sales association. Um, in fact, a couple years ago, I got so involved that they finally were like, uh, Hey, do you want to be a board member? <laughs> <laughs> you're like you're, you're bugging us too often. Like, please like just go ahead and take the reins. <laughs> what were the, you, now you said you, your first meeting or your first conference that you went to, there were a lot of eye opening things that, that you realized there. What were some of those eye opening things that, that helped you realize that, that next path that I, that ITS was going to be on? I, I, I mean, I, I hate to say I don't have a specific answer because it was, it was everything. Again, I was mm -hmm. so new to the industry, just the, the terminology, um, uh, how you hire drivers, how you market, um, to, for distribution customers, how you might market differently for, for a, a dedicated contract uh, for your trucking fleet. I mean, there was, there was just so many nuances and so much information. Mm -hmm. And again, you know this, it's a huge industry. Oh my God, I'm still learning every day, right? Um, so, so yeah, to be in a room with people that have been doing it for years and we're, we're, we're happy to tell me a little bit was, was just huge. Yeah, because now, especially uh, in this, oh, go ahead. I was going to say, and now, now that I've actually been in this for a few years, I feel like I can now kind of help out the other ones. I, I see that person that's me in the corner at the next conference and I can look at them and go, oh, this guy needs help. Right. <laughs> Yeah, because it, 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 that's the thing with, with marketers in this industry. It's such a large industry and there's so many nuances to it that you you feel like you're alone out there on an island where you, you're not only you're, you're doing a little bit of, you know, recruiting marketing and product marketing and, and service related marketing. And you're doing all of these things that most marketers, they only have one lane and they focus in that one lane. Whereas marketers in logistics, they're really a one person show and they have to handle everything. Did, does it, did you almost find, I guess, a little bit of solace in connecting with the other people that have to handle everything? And, and were there any, I guess, maybe takeaways that, that you guys had? Yeah. And that right there is a great point. And I've seen that time and time again, as I've built up kind of my network in this industry is there are a lot of one one man stops their uh, shops, one person shops in this industry, because a lot of the times these logistics companies, trucking companies, distribution companies, um, they, they kind of grew up small and they grew up very focused on their industry. And at some point, much like ITS did years ago, um, they kind of take that next, that next step. And they're like, Oh man, we need to, we need to start marketing. And we start doing these other things that we haven't been doing before because we were just doing our, 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 you know, micro focused on our actual job. And, uh, yeah. And so you do run across a lot of people where it's, it's a one person shop and they are asked to do a lot of different things and then they continue to grow. And that's, that's the exact position I'm in now is, um, 
I mean, I'm so proud of all the things we've been able to do in the last, you know, I've been here for almost six years. But then I also look look around the next corner. I'm thinking, oh my gosh, there's so many things we still don't do. Like there's still so much opportunity for us to to grow and and, and to get better at it and to and to be able to help out. And and that's again, that's where an organization like TMSA can really help you because now I can rely on some of these other people that I've made um, connections with over the last couple of years um, and and be like, hey, how did you guys do this uh, email marketing campaign for this specific you know market segment? And um, yeah, that's that's hugely beneficial. Absolutely. Now, now backing it up j- just a little bit, because you mentioned how you came from outside of the industry, j- just like myself, and, and then found yourself within the industry. What were some of the, I guess, learning experiences that you had outside of the industry that you now use within logistics? Um, yeah, I, much like you, like I said, I mean, heck, I started out as a graphic designer in an advertising agency, right? Um, I did that for a handful of years and I was in healthcare marketing and then I was in higher education and fundraising, but I had always done freelance uh, consulting work. And I, I can say just that breadth of industry. I mean, you learn, you learn so much. There's so there's so much nuance in all these different industries. So you pick up a lot along the way. I mean, I learned so much in healthcare. Oh my gosh. Advertising. I, I everything I do now is things that I learned in those first five years in advertising. Great agency I worked at. Um, and even in higher education, working at the state level and, and working in education and working on research and, 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 and grant funding and all these different things you do at the at higher education level, it's like I've been able to take that along the way. And I've also worked with a myriad of different types of leadership personalities. And uh, I like to think I've taken like the best piece of each of them along the way. And now I, I use that kind of stuff every day uh, at ITS. <laughs> And so learning from other industries, applying it to logistics, because I think that there's there's definitely still a problem with mainstream wise that it's more of just a, a copycat. Like no one's really out there getting super creative. So I think that that's going to be the next evolution for a lot of logistics companies is taking that's that perfect. next step. We're taking baby steps there. Uh, but, but I think that there's definitely still some, some room for improvement. Now, obviously, with, with other industries, it can be a little easier to, quote unquote, prove ROI. What are some ways that you're proving the value of marketing to the executive team? That's that's a that's a great question. Isn't that always our challenge in marketing? Right? <laughs> right. We're, we're, as as when I first got to this company, I was reminded one time that I am a cost center. <laughs> um, and yeah, so you have to you have to improve that investment because sometimes it, it it almost doesn't make sense, right? I mean, uh, we we have a very general content marketing strategy, and when we first started it, honestly, it was it was a tough sell, right? It was, hey, we're gonna we're gonna create some articles, and we're gonna tell people how to do things that might not necessarily be specific to us helping them. It's just generally, this is what you should do if you're looking to to expand into um, you know ecom or if you want a full omni-channel distribution solution. Um, so to kind of be able to create um, that that industry expert piece where you're really just giving away free information, um, but you're doing it in a smart way, right? You're using SEO. You're 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 making it very valuable for your potential customer that's going to take in that information, and you're also doing all the technical SEO. So Google ranks it high, right? Um, but at the end of the day, when that person reads that content, they might not need your service at that moment. But then they might come back in a couple of months or heck, but they might come back in a year and then they're going to, oh yeah, that thing with ITS logistics, that was really good. I'm going to go back and read that again. Oh, you know, I'm going to reach out to their salesperson at the end and just hit them up and ask them a few more questions. And the next thing you know, they're a qualified lead and they're, and they're near your pipeline. And, and then you might be landing them and now you're doing warehouse distribution work for them. So that's definitely been our strategy. And 
to be able to show that up to, to your point, kind of the C-suite. I mean, we have all kinds of reports and stuff like that, but at the end of the day, they care about, they care about new customers, right? They care right. about <laughs> filling, filling the warehouses, filling the trucks. Um, and so, so it is, it's, it's, it's hard initially to show that ROI when it's, it's a long form uh, sales process that you're, you're helping on the front end, right. In the front, the very beginning of the funnel, but, but you do have some data, right. You can pull in your Google analytics and you can say, Hey, here's our traffic. Here's our time on page. Here's our sessions. Here's how many forms we got. Here's how many calls we got. Um, and then ultimately, you know, that gets in the, the sales pipeline and then they become qualified and then they, they end up actually being your customer. And then you can take that trail back and say, Hey, look, this is what we did. And here's what I got us. We got five new customers and, you know, $6 million worth of new business in the books. And so de definitely, especially with early on when you're starting a, a new marketing career, maybe a new marketing venture within a company, that that's one of the things that you have to sell them on is that this isn't going to be a quick win. It, it, you're going to have to treat this as a long-term investment play that you're not going to want to cash out here in the next 60 days. And so knowing all of that, uh, what are some of the biggest digital marketing challenges that you see in today's landscape? Man. Um Competition. I mean, I think, I think, and even if you go back before my time here, I think uh, digital marketing was kind of new. It was kind of fresh, especially for the logistics industry. But I think, I think the companies have gotten smarter. They've, they've really embraced it. And now it's, it's just competitive. I mean, we all have the same tools, right? We have our Google search console, our Google analytics and our SEM rush and our spy foo. And, and we can see where our customers are coming from. And we can see sometimes what our competitors are doing um, and, and what kind of content they're putting out, how they're ranking, and now they're better than you are. <laughs> um, so, so yeah, I mean, it, at the end of the day, it's it's just it's competitive. Like, everyone's getting better. Everyone's upping their game, which, honestly, there's a little part of me that likes to see that. I like to see everyone um, embracing those techniques that are going to help your company grow. And now, now I hope, or now we're competing on a level playing field. And now it's just about a service and ultimately about the, the high quality of, of product and service that we can deliver for our customers. So, but yeah, from a marketing perspective, um, it, I think that's it. It's just, it's really competitive right now. And that's, that's, that's exciting for me to see. Definitely. I, I completely agree because it's, it's one of those things where my, my key differentiator just a few years ago was I'm the only agency that's actually out here and that knows logistics. And now there's so many of them. And now I have to figure out and, and, and level up and, and keep leveling up and, and, and keep trying to get better. And, and speaking of keep trying uh, of that path to, to keep getting better, you've been with the company for six years now. Um, I say recently, but within the last couple of years, you've actually made your first marketing hire. I believe it was a writer. Um, can you tell us a little bit about why hiring a writer was that first next step for you and, and how you see the team evolving in the future? Yeah, absolutely. So let me take a step back again. So I always say when, I mean, before I joined ITS Logistics, they didn't really care about marketing or branding. So they didn't have anybody, right? So when I came in, it was wow, <laughs> there's a lot to do. There's a lot to embrace. There's a lot of things we can improve. Um, and, and that was awesome. That was exciting. But now it's it's evolving. Now, now after being here for almost six years, yeah. And like I said, I, I actually I was in a board meeting, you know, CEO and, and my board level. And, and um, I had to pitch them on the idea of a long-term content marketing strategy. And part of that was like, I want to hire someone. I had, I had used some freelance work. I had used freelance writers. Um, some good, some not so good. Um, at the end of the day, especially when you're talking about S technical SEO combined with kind of your value prop and what makes um, you really good, potentially it's something um, that's hard to write. Right. Mm -hmm. 
And it's hard to do it well. And sometimes it's hard to get your subject matter experts um, to give you that information so you can put out that compelling relative content that's going to help a potential customer. Um, and so, yeah, it was hit or miss when I was using freelance people, right? So I, I was like, hey, I want to hire a digital marketing specialist, fancy name. But at the end of the day, they were really going to help me create content. And they were going to help be that in-house writer that I could rely on to generate a consistent amount of content. Because um, not only do you have to have quality, but you also have to do quantity, right? Sure. Uh, so, so yeah, that, that, that was initially a, a little bit of pushback. And I really had to justify it, especially because I, I couldn't prove it yet on paper. I couldn't really show the ROI yet because I hadn't done anything um, a little bit here and there to kind of to, to prove it, the concept a little bit. But, uh, but yeah, it was hard sell initially, but I got it through in, in the two years uh, that I've had that position. It's 100% paid off. And now when I go to action for that, and that's one into your point, how are we going to expand? Because um, we are in 100% full-on growth mode. So I, I do need to hire additional positions. And, and really right now, I'd say it's in two fields. It's it's technical expertise, someone that really knows the back end of SEO and, and Google, um, as well as maybe someone that even knows like WordPress and can help actually build out the pages and stuff like that as well. Um, and then it's going to be someone also that's that's a good communicator, a good writer, and, and potentially going towards uh, being able to produce some video work as well. We all know awesome. video, video. <laughs> yes, every put everything on video. That that's my model. But I also I, I strongly encourage any any logistics team out there that if you're looking to make that first hire, a writer, finding a a, a person who can write the written word will solve so many of your problems down the line because that helps with scripts, videos, podcasts, copy on landing pages, uh, email campaigns, everything. The the heart is with the writers. Um, so so speaking of of. <laughs> of, of of evolving and, and, and you know transitioning your, your marketing campaigns, retention of employees is is obviously at the the forefront, or it should be at the forefront of everyone's marketing plan and really just business plan overall. Keeping those the top talent, whether it's drivers or whether it's employees, how are you guys balancing uh, recruiting messaging versus retention? Man, there's a lot to unpack there. So first off, I would say one of the great reasons that ITS Logistics has grown so much in the last five plus years that I've been here has been talent acquisition. We have brought in some absolutely brilliant, hardworking people to help build this company up and give us that foundation to to grow and become that next billion dollar you know, third party logistics company. So we've done an amazing job at that. Um, but man, to your point right now, it is harder than ever. I mean, there's, we all know this, there's a myriad of reasons, but the, the, it's a hot economy. Every company is out there hiring. Every company has a chance to grow, especially in the logistics space. Um, so it, the, 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 the talent that you need to fuel that growth is really hard to find right now. Um, it's so competitive. So to your point, uh, I mean, marketing in the past, it was, you know, branding and it was social media and it was um, helping our, our sales teams and however we could to build out the sales funnels. But man, it really has moved over. And it's like, now, how can you, how can you support HR? How can you help these hiring efforts? Like we, we need drivers. God, we need a million drivers. We need all the drivers we could possibly get right now. So how can we help that driver recruiting team go after and get the best drivers? Our our, our brokerage division in downtown, our integrated national capacity division, I mean, heck, that, that division has only been around for about eight plus years at our company, and they're already ranked like 35th in the country. Um, wow. They are a massive growth. We're hiring 10 people a month for the last year, and we're about to up that again here in the second half of this year. And we're starting to tap the market. It's harder and harder to get those those new kids coming out of college and, and joining our, our team because there's just so many other opportunities out there. So 
man, we really have to, as marketers in this in this industry right now, we it's all hands on deck, right? Like, how can we all fight and go out and get the best talent to help fuel the growth at our own companies? Yeah, it's it's, t- it's a tough thing, but it's much. I, I I would I guess I would leave people with it's much easier to to retain top talent than it is to go out there and recruit it. But you got to do both because you know one doesn't move without the other. Um, so I I think it's it's obvious that you guys are doing a good job of it. If if you're hiring ten plus people every single month and and still continuing to do so, you're not burning through employees like a, a you know certain warehouse logistics two day shipping companies out here are. And, in, and let me take a step back. That's just for our downtown brokerage office. I mean, we're probably hiring 20, 30, 40, 50 people a month right now. But to your point, retention is even harder because there's so many other opportunities for them. I mean, you know this. Every driver out there is probably getting hit up every day with five different ads from a, a ton of different companies. Um, so, I mean, they might just have one bad day. They might love the company, been here for 10 years, and then have one bad day where they're pissed off at their dispatcher. And they're like, well, I got five other people calling me. I'm going to reach out and see what they have to offer me. Um, so, man, you really have to focus on retention and not only for drivers, but across your company. I mean, IT is, is hot right now for us, especially uh, sales, uh, carrier reps, all those people. They're, they're in demand all over the place. So to your point, you really have to focus on your own people as well as trying to add and grow. And uh, I think the best way for any company to do that is, well, first off, it's easy to say. It's another thing to do. But thankfully, that's something that ITS has in spades. And that's just a good, positive company culture. Um, I mean, if you, you want to be a place of choice, you want to be the place that people want to go and work at. You want to be known in the community as a, Oh yeah, I know so-and-so he works over at ITS, loves it. there. great company. You want to be, you want to be out there in the community. You want to be giving back. You want to be uh, doing charitable uh, contributions. You want to be volunteering. You, you want to be the place where people are proud to walk around wearing, wearing the shirt with your logo on it. And I think that's, that's something you need to do right now, especially when it comes to retention in this, in this really competitive market. Absolutely. It, it speaks to more than just, you know, an email campaign or, or a marketing campaign for recruiting and retention. Um, so, so we got about a minute left, Patrick. What are some quick or long-term wins you can leave the, the, the crowd with? Uh, so, so yeah, I mean, quick wins, I'll, I'm not going to lie, that's tough right now. So I can only say the success that I've had in the last handful of years really has been a, a long, long-term SEO driven content marketing strategy where we want to put out relevant information that's going to be useful for a potential customer in the future so that they're top, we're top of mind with them. And they're like, oh yeah, man, ITS, they put out that article, a couple of articles actually, they're really good. I'm going to reach out to them. I got this new, I got this, uh, this new business and I think they might be able to help me. So that really has been uh, something we focused on because at the end of the day, we, we're proud of, of the services we offer and we're proud of the people that we have work here. We think they're some of the best in the industry. And so if I can put out content that shows them in that positive light and, and really hopefully helps somebody out before they even need help so that when they do, we're, we're one of the first people they want to reach out to. Awesome. That That's the ethos that that most companies should be following, uh, especially with, with modern marketing and, and how things are evolving so quickly. All right. All right, Patrick, where can people follow you and ITS? So itsforlogistics.com, uh, please come check out our website. Uh, even if even if you're a competitor, even if you don't even need our services, just come and check out the website and drop me an email at uh, pmcfarland at itsforlogistics.com and just let me know what you think of our, our marketing efforts. And I'd love to put in a quick plug for the uh, next TMSA conference. Uh, it is in Nashville. I want to say it's like the first week of... Uh, 
October. Yeah. Yeah. October is, is what I was trying to eye because I was trying to, to, to fit it in. And we're going to see how we, we, we can fit in that, you know, adding another conference to the docket. But it looks you like something. I mean, you, you did a good sell on it. You, you got to be there. If you're not there, I'm going to be disappointed. <laughs> I'm, I'm going to try to make it happen. I'm going to try. All right. Appreciate your time, Patrick. Don't be a stranger. All right. Thank you so much. Bye. Right. Thanks. You too. I hope you enjoyed this episode of the Digital Dispatch Podcast. As always, you can find each show I publish along with more insight over on my website, digitaldispatch.io. If you like this podcast, then I think you'll love another show that I host, Cyberly, which covers the attention economy, B2B marketing, tech, and how it all ties into the world of logistics. That show airs every Thursday from 2 to 3 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, live on FreightWaves TV. There are also some links to my social media accounts along with my products and services that might be of interest to you. You can find them in the show notes or again over on my website at digitaldispatch.io. If you found this episode interesting and or entertaining, be sure to share it with a friend. Word of mouth is the best kind of marketing and since podcast discoverability has and remains an issue in this medium, I trust and rely on folks like yourself that will share it with those who would also find it useful. Until next time, my name is Blythe Bremleve and I will see you real soon.